My name is Noel Eccles. I was born in Belfast in 1959. Um, got involved in music very early on in my school, uh, singing in choirs and things like that. Then when I went to grammar school, um, we were asked who wanted to learn to play the drums and everybody in the class put their hand up. And the teacher said, you will be playing on top of a table for the first year and everybody else put theirs down and I kept mine up and that's where it started. It's rare that a person finds themselves never working a day in life because their passion is their job. But Noel Eccles is one such person and has not only turned his dream into his dream job, but he's done so very successfully. The question is, how did he achieve this? That's what I'm here to find out. You add in the stick clicks? Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Can you repeat the That's not like it's intentional. <laughs> Too many times. A little bit of glock speed. Now this will be this will record slightly differently mm. in the sense that uh Did you have like a big break at any point or did you just it was it a persistent just build up uh to where you are now? Well I'll go back a little bit I suppose because um when I when I was when I again when I was in school, I then uh, I was forwarded to what was called the Belfast School of Music, which was an evening course. It's a bit like the DIT Conservatory of Music we have here, uh, where there's a, a junior school, a junior music school. So I went through my grades up to grade eight there, um, but I joined that when I was thirteen, and very quickly, actually, I was very fortunate that I got into the the most senior music group, which is the Belfast Youth Orchestra. So when I was thirteen, I went to Berlin with the youth orchestra for two weeks and it was quite an eye-opener as a as a 13-year-old lad from Belfast going to a city like Berlin which at the time was still uh, annexed off it was still the Berlin Wall was still there it was all pre that you know so I, I went I went to that and then during the course of the next maybe five or six years I was starting to get a little bits of work in different places you know playing with lots of groups and bands and things but but mainly from a classical perspective in that I read music and I, and I, was, I was taught through the classical tradition So what's that look like in the recording? It actually looks fine, because I, I had to pull it down a bit when you were getting towards the high oh, okay, notes. Right, uh, right. right. it's actually on. All right. um, I got to my um, A-levels, as it is in the north of Ireland, so my finishing year at school, we had to decide a career path, and there was really no option, but I wanted to be a, a full-time percussionist. Um, again, with a classical background, I mean, I didn't see myself going into a rock band and doing that. I saw myself as being a classical percussionist. So I applied for the Royal Academy of Music in London and I was accepted there. I got a scholarship to study there. So when I finished school in July, I would have started the Academy the following September. Noel has performed on over 100 film scores and his album and live concert credits include U2, The Corps, Mike Oldfield, The Chieftains, Phil Linnett, Van Morrison, Secret Garden and many, many more. My Goldfield, Jupiter Bell. I was using the Exorcist movie. It's probably a mistake to refer to Noel as a drummer, even though it is also a true statement. Noel is a percussionist, meaning that he can play a huge range of instruments, ranging from the timpani to the marimba, 
From the bongos to the djembe, from the tambourine to the mere egg shaker, from the snare drum to the toms, from the smallest to the largest of cymbals to the rainmaker. This is what makes Noel so unique and employable to the music industry. It seems that once the ball started rolling for Noel, things sped up very quickly. After deciding to take a year out making money instead of attending the Royal Academy of Music in London, Noel found himself at the very young age of 18 earning a full salary as a professional musician. To top this off, the doors of the music industry were swinging open all around him. RTE rang me uh, after the manager had heard me playing with the Irish National Youth Orchestra. He'd come backstage to ask who I was, he liked what I'd done, and he said we might have some work with you in RTE. Um, and RTE asked me to come down that Christmas, which would have been uh, the Christmas of 1978, uh, to do an opera season in the Gaiety. So here I was in working with another professional orchestra, and I hadn't turned 19 at that stage. And Basically, the RTE then offered me a, a rollover contract each month up until the following summer. And when I told them that I was going to music college the following September, they offered me a contract for the principal percussion job in Symphony Orchestra on a two-year contract. In Noel's own words, he was playing anywhere and everywhere in the early 80s, which led to more commercial percussion work. After a chance meeting working with Moving Hearts, Noel became a permanent member of the band. Give a bit of a snare drum piece. This is called March Cadenza. My life really consisted of 10 to 3 in the symphony orchestra, 5 o'clock sound check in the Bagot Inn, play there with Moving Hearts Monday and Tuesday night, then Wednesday night I'd play in the Bagot Inn with uh, Freddie White or Scullion actually it was a Wednesday night and then Thursday night I would play with another act there and it was like that and then in between that doing recording sessions and so so there was a real load of stuff going on and I became kind of the first call for all those sorts of jobs I myself have been playing drums for 8 years at 15, after two years of enjoying teaching myself drums, I went to DIT's Conservatory of Music to study percussion with Noel. I was an eager learner, but learned relatively quickly that general percussion was not my forte. I loved the simple drum kit, and Noel seemed to notice this and cater to it when he could. Sometimes, we would be in a half an hour lesson, and would find that we had spent the entire time talking about drummers who interested us, and the incredibly diverse and complex nature of rhythm. Any discussion about drums within that time frame always felt like glimpsing the absolute tip of an iceberg, because I could go on forever about drumming to anyone who might listen. And not only did Noel listen, but he talked back too. Noel irradiated amazement for his livelihood. There's actually something I said, I was like, if I have, just because I see you kind of things, like, I'd better ask you, but there's something you told me about um, years ago, about, um, I don't know, you call it, call it Noel Eccles formula, but it was how things, you know, things that are... Uh, if it was something being played three, four, over four, for how long it would take before it came back around? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Say, 
pattern is in three. Yeah. So I'm playing dum digga dum digga dum dum da da no sorry dum digga digga dum digga digga dum digga digga one two three one two three. Yeah. And, right. So I'll, I'll play it. <laughs> so so the accents on the one. I am as nerdy now as I ever was, in the sense that I've, I've still driven by the desire to learn more about percussion and the world of percussion. And because of the uh, uh, because of access on the internet nowadays, you can find out so much so more. So three, 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 three makes it twelve, mm. which is divided by four. So four bars of three, four gives you four, three bars of four, four. Many years ago when I was in the symphony orchestra, a piece of music came into the orchestra by a Japanese composer who I'd never heard of before. And as, as is the normal case, you get the piece of music and there'll be a list at the top of the music which says all the instruments you need as a percussionist. So, you know, the normal things would be side drums, xylophone, glockenspiel, bass drum, cymbals, this sort of thing. But this had a lot of Japanese instruments listed on it. And some that I, I knew, they wanted a small taiko drum, which I knew what that was, and they wanted some uh, particular types of cymbals. But it had a an instrument called a bin sasara, and I had no idea what that was. I looked it up. None of the the the, the music dictionaries had any indication what it was. None of the percussion books had any any indication. So I wrote to the Japanese embassy, not an email. This was before emails. So I wrote a letter to the Japanese embassy here in Dublin, and they wrote back to me and they said, "We will have a bin sasara for you in in a fortnight's time." And sure enough. A box arrived with a bin sensara in it, from the, beautifully wrapped from the Japanese embassy. Uh, but unfortunately, it was broken. So I called them. I then phoned them and said, "Thank you so much for this, but it's actually broken." And they sent I, they sent a car, and it was taken back. And a week later, another one. In fact, three arrived. So uh, there I had that instrument right direct from basically the horse's mouth, as you say. But um, nowadays you just go online and Google it and there'll be somebody playing it in YouTube, on YouTube and you can buy it off a shop. Somewhere, there'll be a website somewhere in Japan. So now the accessibility of those things. So because of that, the world has opened up totally. But I'm still really, really interested in trying to achieve the best possible solution for a musical problem. And... I would play in production, things like the Wexford Opera Festival, for example, which is a really high-end international arts festival. And we often, in the operatic world, you're often asked to recreate sounds of maybe nature or of distant bells, of churches ringing, of gunfire, whatever. And I would always try to stri uh, always strive to get the right sound for that particular, if the opera's 18th century, what type of bells would they sound like? If the opera's up to 20th century, what would it sound like? So all the time we're changing those and, and, and looking to try and find a way to create the sounds that's required for that. So, it, I mean, it's, it's never ending. That's the thing, <laughs> you know, it's never ending. Uh, but great too. As a former student of Knowles, 
I can't deny my own personal interest in his life. His level of knowledge about rhythm and music theory is priceless. Noel threw his life into percussion and really made it. Some of the stories he shared especially clarified his status in the musical community and made me constantly realise the life Noel has led. We were in Los Angeles with the show for three months and I ended up working with David Foster, who is probably one of the biggest record producers in the world, and we ended up doing a soundtrack with him. In fact, we were sitting at a table having lunch with him and he was talking about Celine Dion, who he'd just done an album with, um, Whitney Houston, who he'd just got a Grammy Award for, and Barbara Streisand, who he was come doing a project with in the near future. And he was talking about these different acts, and his phone rang. And he said, oh, I was just talking about you to whoever else was on the other end of the phone. So it was one of those three. But, you know, that, that opportunity came around because of Riverdance taking me abroad and then getting into uh, different situations. Even though Noel's musical range spans so many instruments, they all fall under the umbrella of percussion. And I learned a huge amount in the short space of time I studied with Noel. It changed how I saw the drums I played. And not just through playing what Noel showed me, but through talking to him about how rhythm and percussion work and the innovation of other players. Yeah, no, there's even an Irish drummer called... Um, David Dockery, who plays on YouTube. I don't know if you might find it interesting. Um, but what he does is he, this is not to any time signature, he plays to, along the scenes of things, people talk. Uh -huh. And he just has the drum, he, like he has just like, there's obviously no signature, but there's no uh -huh. the time drum, stuff, but, but yeah, okay. He's okay. just playing along with it. I just thought that was uh, such an interesting, and they all kind of seem to fit in with one another. Kind yeah, of, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. It was, uh, yeah, no, that's funny. Well, you'll always, find, you'll always find something common in it. You know, once you're able to put in an odd bar or something, or an odd beat. Oh, he does. Yeah, he gets a little shuffle things yeah. going, like when people, because people do have a little bit of a rhythm okay. to their speaking patterns, yeah, yeah, but yeah, obviously yeah, just yeah. not for too long, kind of thing, you know. Another part of what makes percussion so interesting to me is its potential to create so many diverse sounds and effects. Remember uh, Gary, um, is, is Gary still here at all? I remember him showing me, well he tried to show me how to do it on a, 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 a whale noise or something oh, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Well we've got, we've got quite a few things to do that now. Um, Oh, sticks that I should do it for you. Oh, yeah. These are the business. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that can be done just with the fingers. Yeah. 
Making whale noises on timpani may sound like just messing around with the instrument, but most sounds which can be made with percussion can also be used. For example, In a world of uncertainty. One man holds a key to creating movie trailer sound effects. This part actually this part is very cool. They're much, it's actually they're much better on a big gun. Oh yeah, say so. You're getting into very uh, movie trailer stuff. Well, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I recently did actually did I did I've done two things recently that have just been released. One was an album with a chap uh, called Mel Mercier, and it, it was in, the album is called Testimony, and it's it's a it's a, it's a an album of his film music or his theatre music. And one of the things all I played on it was gongs. It was all just gongs. gongs. Big small kind of thing. Big small, with metal sticks, wooden sticks, yeah. with the rubber balls. Playing drums professionally has always been a huge dream of mine. And Noel is an example of someone who succeeded in that dream. I've always been told that social media is the key to modern day success and keep me up in the music industry. I can't help but feel slightly like I might have missed a chance to make it the old fashioned and possibly easier way, rather than clambering to keep up in today's world. Because of social media, there's a lot more information out there about people. And there's a lot of really fantastic stuff out there, but there's so much junk as well. And there are people out there who are online explaining things who don't know what they're talking about. There are people demonstrating instruments who don't even know how to hold the instrument properly. So, you know, YouTube offers people a platform to do that sort of thing because there's no filter on it. Whereas if you're actually out there doing it, if you can't do it, you won't get the next call. So you're off the, off the, jo- the next jobs. As a, music, as a freelance musician, you're really only as good as the last job you do. Because if you mess up on that, people are like, okay, don't get him because he messed up. Even if you've got a big reputation, they can say, oh, well, he was good, but like, you know, it's, it's, that's dwindling or whatever. So you've got you've to really try and keep up on top of it all the time. I, I, I also, I wonder if some of the things that I've been involved in that I would have thought were very, were good quality and deserved to be more internationally, internationally acceptable or accepted, or successful even, maybe if we'd had the ability to get, out, to get out to the world as opposed to relying on what record companies used to do. And that used to be the thing that you were only as good as your record company was at getting your material out to the rest of the world. So maybe if, if there'd been a time, maybe if that had been available to the bands like Moving Hearts, whereas we had a huge success in the areas where people knew us, but we had a real difficulty getting into America or getting into Australia. It just, just cost so much to go to those places and people just didn't take chances at the time. Personally, I think, I think, the, I think the social media nowadays allows everybody the opportunity to express themselves and it's not necessarily all good quality. When I was planning for what I might study in college, music was of course at the top of my list. But even though music has always been something that I've loved, it did dawn on me that it could be a major gamble to jump from the leaving cert to trying to make it as a drummer. 
Noel at the time was even able to share some of his experiences about the fickle nature of the music industry. There was an artist, one an artist that I worked with, who who had the backing of a, a very major American record company, and they they had this push on the on the first single, and it was pushed, it was pushed out all over the place, and it had success, and then the second single didn't have success, and it's gone. That was it. End of story. No more. So all all of a sudden you're in Los Angeles and limousines, and the next minute you're not. <laughs> After first year of college, I left studying with Noel and focused on my studies in journalism for the next three years. But I've always played drums unwaveringly. I've never lost an ounce of the same drive I've had for the drums since then. If there's something I've realised about Noel, it's that he's content. He doesn't work. He enjoys doing what he loves. And I've realised that the truth is, that's what I want too. Even with all the hurdles of the modern music industry, it seems like it would be more worth it to have a life rather than a career. You've been listening to First Call Musician, a school of media production for TU Dublin. It was produced and presented by me, Sam McHugh.